Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> in today's episode... How to make each kid feel special in a large family. Should be interesting. It is really important in a large family, and especially in a blended family, to make sure that each kid feels special sometimes and unique. Yeah, it can be really interesting. They could easily get lost. It reminds me of yours, mine, and ours uh, with Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, the youngest boy was always kind of left over. Do you remember? He was always trying to find his position never got food never got any of that didn't get the right size shoes right right and that's something that we actually talked about worried about with our kids with blending you know all of a sudden there's 10 kids involved in the house aren't you glad that we don't have an ours yes i am so <laughs> glad we don't have an ours <laughs> 10 with 10 is enough we didn't need any more chaos in the house so this we talked about several different things about this episode but one of them was when you and I got married, and you were making lunches every morning for everybody, um, which that was really great of you to do. And you were making kind of the same sandwich for everybody. Well, yeah. When you're making, what, how many sandwiches was I making? Eight sandwiches in the morning? Um, yeah, I made the same sandwich for everyone. It was an assembly line. Yes. And then one day, I think we were going on a picnic. I mean, we'd been married a while, probably a year a at year. least. Yeah. Maybe even longer. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make sandwiches. You know, what does everybody want? And I'm like, okay, so you all like mustard and you all like, and everyone's going, well, no, I, I don't like mustard. And someone else was like, well, I don't like mayonnaise and well, I don't like tomato. And I'm like, holy cow, your dad makes the sandwich every day. And they were like, yeah. We don't like it. We no one's ever like told it. me. I'm like, <laughs> and it was funny because I remember you looked at me and said, um, are you that mean that you didn't that you just make whatever sandwich you I'm like, want? I'm like, Darren, why aren't you making I it said, what they like? The kids have never said boo. They haven't said, I don't like that, Dad. I maybe they were afraid. I don't know. I think that they were just trying to be peacemakers and not rock the boat. But I then said, Hello. It's just as easy for us to make this sandwich without mustard or without, you know. And I wanted them to get what they wanted. That's that's that my, is most definitely you. That's my personality. Anyway, I I want to I want to eat what I want. Yeah. So I want other people to get what they want as well. I don't want a sandwich that I'm not gonna like. So. So it's important, I guess. One of the things we learned from this little story was that you have to ask your kids. Sometimes they're afraid to say anything because they know how swamped you already are when you're in a big family, especially a blended big family. And they don't want to be a nuisance sometimes, so they're not going to make their voice be heard on small, simple things like that. It's very true. It's very true. But those small, simple things that make them feel unique and as an individual are important. It really is. We were saying that sometimes a mall food court... <laughs> Is the best option, oh, right? It absolutely is. To when you want to go out to dinner with a large family, a food court is like everybody's dream come true because everybody we give everybody like ten bucks or a credit card, 
each person and we're like yeah we don't give the credit card to certain <laughs> of our kids no but <laughs> others yes. we do <laughs> and we go go get your food and meet back here and everybody's always everyone's happy, happy. and yep. yeah and we're able to figure that out that's also a, a good tip when you're um uh traveling at an airport too find yes. a food court to go to yep. everyone can pick what they want yep and another way to make them feel um unique or special is let them choose dinner sometimes well, in fact, that actually um, solves the conundrum of what am I going to make tonight? Right, right. So letting them help choose things. And even when we eat out to dinner, we'll let them take turns choosing. and Where we want to go eat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and we have to make sure that we spread that around a little bit. Um, what we found with, with this is there are a lot of things that we have to do that make the kids feel like they have a say and that they um, are an individual. Yep, and that their voice is being heard. Yeah, that's extremely important. Okay, so one other thing we wanted to mention in our first section here is discipline. It is different for each kid. Now, we talked about this. You and I did. The yeah, rules. Yeah, we did. The rules have to be the same. The rules everyone. are the same, but discipline is different um, for each kid. And... That can be challenging sometimes. It, it can. And um, some of the best examples of this are we have a couple kids that are like this. If you just look at them with a disappointing face, they crumble. Yes. All right. And others, it doesn't matter what you do to them. They don't, they're like, I really don't care. Yeah, they would never say that they didn't care, yeah, but, but they certainly don't respond to our disappointed face <laughs> no, the don't. way that we want them to. <laughs> so so the rules have to be consistent across the board and some basic rules. Right. Um, but the way that um, kids are uh, disciplined is different. The consequences of them are different. The, the goal, Remember, the goal is to um, teach the kids how to adapt to this large family and teach the kids what they need to learn, not just to be mean or or be a disciplinarian or show that you're in charge. Right. That right. always turns out bad. But yeah, and I mean, that does go back to that each kid is unique, even when it comes to discipline. It, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's one thing. You can't just have a free-for-all in your house. Oh, yeah, no, not in our house for sure. No, not in our house for sure. I think we mentioned <laughs> not, this before. We're not really free-for-all kind of parents. <clears throat> no, in fact, we get all the neighbor kids um, better behaved at our house than at their own homes. <laughs> they're all so darling. I love them. <laughs> yeah, they are, but and they like to come here because there, there are rules that are very um, set in stone. We don't really waver on the rules. Yeah. So, um, and all the kids know that, and... And they can still be an individual. And that's what's key. Some other things that uh, we read about, about um, helping kids feel um, special or feel like they're part of the family or, or know that they exist in a big family is spending some one-on-one -on -one time with them. Yes. Now, this is tricky with us because we have... My Sam, who's 13, we have him 100% of the time. Right. So that's easy for us to do one-on-one -on -one things with him. Yeah, because, because we have him, <laughs> we have him all the time. Yes, 50%, which is great. 50% of the time, it is just him here at the house. Yeah, because with my kids, we have them 50% of the time. Your typical 2255 scenario. Right. 
So when they're here only 50%, 50% of the time, um, we want to be together because we only have them, you know, for two days or five days. But so we're not very good at doing one, going out with one-on-one -on -one dates with your kids. No, we're not. Um, but we do, we do try and find some opportunities um, to do that sort of thing. And also, I've noticed something, um, David and Sam and Madeline, when they're over at our house, they want to be together. They do. They really miss each other. Right. Um, now, these three are very unique because they've kind of grown up together the last almost eight years. They've been together. Right. So um, in those formative years throughout um, elementary school, they were best buds, and they still are, which I really appreciate. So finding that time to take Madeline out with just us or David out with just us is very difficult. Or even one-on-one. -on -one. We, we don't do that very often, but we try and... We still have these these special moments, like you know, you you might take one child to the grocery store or to wash the car. You know, we or Home Depot, my yes. favorite my favorite place. Yes, to be. or someone might go out in the backyard and work on a project with you. Right. Um, so we try. It's a concerted effort. I I can tell you, it's something my dad taught me. He spent one on one time with me, and I remember it. It was mostly working. Right. My dad taught me how to work really right. hard, and I appreciate that, Dad. Thanks. But I remember. Him saying, all right, we're going to, you know, uh, unclog a toilet or we're going to fix uh, a sink or we're going to fix sprinklers in the backyard. And I didn't realize that that was a lot of work for my dad to do that with me. It, it would have gone three times faster without me there. Awesome. I've noticed that myself. So I try and make a concerted effort to go out. And when I have things that need to be done, I grab one of the kids to do it with me. And you have, um, there's an over a three-day overnight field trip that the kids go to at the elementary school and you went on Madeline's with her and it's in fifth grade right yeah fifth, yeah, fifth grade, grade yeah and you went on David's with him and actually we both tried to go on Sam's but we didn't get it's we a lottery get, yeah, it's a lottery and we didn't get we didn't get picked but so that you've spent one-on-one -on -one time with the kids that way and then you also do something really fun with them when they turn 12. Yeah I do it's a tradition we started with uh, my my oldest kids, even um, before I was divorced, when kids turn 12, I spend a weekend on a trip with them um, anywhere they want to go. It used to be anywhere they wanted to go until one of my daughters said, okay, let's go to Ireland. No, we're not going to Ireland. It was anywhere in the United States. Or Canada. Or Canada. We extended it for the younger kids. Um, and it gives me an opportunity to spend four days with them, just them and I. Yep. And we go and see things. I teach them how to navigate taxis, buses, airlines, switch flights, all those things. And by the end of it, they know how to they know how to navigate. Yep, and they love it. We, you just have one trip left with David. I have one trip left with David, and it's fascinating. All of the kids get, uh, all the kids know that this is coming, so they always ask the younger kids, you know, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? So it's always been a lot of fun. So that's really fun. And then as the kids have been grown, we've also taken the opportunity to have some trips with them. Yeah, when I'm on a business trip or someplace, especially someplace that maybe that they've talked about in the past, I um, make a concerted effort to burn some airline miles and drag them with me because yeah. they can stay in the hotel with me. That's no big deal. That's right. Or sometimes with Paige and I when we've traveled. Uh, yeah. So we've dragged a kid or two along. We have. 
Um, and that one-on-one -on -one time that they get at age 12, it's different than at age 19 or 20. Yeah, it is. It's very um, they're different. They're now adults. Yep. We've taken all of the older kids on some kind of trip, and that's been really fun. Right. And it gives us that time to build that relationship with them individually instead of them getting lost in the crowd, lost in the big family. Yep. Now, another thing we do to um, help the kids feel special and kind of one-on-one -on -one is I have the kids help me with dinner on Thursday nights. So they get to pick what they want us to make for dinner, and then they come in the kitchen and they help me make it. And that's been working. We just started that a little while ago, and I've been loving it. Yeah, it's been great. I, you know, there's another thing that you do with Madeline. And yes. that is Madeline is our baker. Oh, gosh. She's I, a wonderful she's baker. She's a wonderful baker. She's 14. If you ever want a, a killer cake from Madeline, just oh, let us know. Cake, cupcakes. Cupcakes, amazing. everything. It's amazing what she can do. And you have been in the kitchen several times with her. Sometimes for long, long periods of time. Yes, not always, because it is not my thing at all. And she knows that. And, I mean, I, I really have no interest. I only have interest in being with her, not in the baking or the decorating at all. Right, so it's a sacrifice that you're making so that you could draw closer to her. Yeah, and, and I'm usually her cleanup crew. I usually kind of just follow behind <laughs> her cleaning up. Yes, because that's what I'd rather do than do what she's doing. But... One thing that we, we need to mention that I do with the kids, and it goes back to the very first thing we mentioned in the podcast, when you used to make everybody the same lunch, Yeah, I get up in the mornings and I make three extremely different lunches extremely different. <laughs> for the kids because I make them what they want. And it's to me, it's not a big deal. I know at the grocery store what I need to buy, so they all get their own thing. I think they dread any time you go out of town without me. Because <laughs> I have no clue what they want. You know what? I just, that is something that I, I want to do. And I enjoy doing I, I, it. I think it's great. And uh, and they would, it's amazing. The three amigos, the three youngest that we have at home, their taste in lunch is completely different. I yes, think. it is. I mean, Sam only wants peanut butter and jelly every day. David doesn't like peanut butter and jelly. Madeline doesn't even like a sandwich. Like it's, it is it's really funny how yeah. how very different. I mean, they're they're all completely different, and I like to do that, and I hope that they enjoy that. I think they do, but I it's something I like to do with them. Another thing that um, it actually happened when we first got married. It was about sharing. I know one one concern that you had with Sam coming into this house. I mean, Jake was coming in as well, but Jake was already 16. Right. Already a busy teenager, gone a lot. Right. And Sam was coming into this house with five pulsifers that were here. Right. You were worried that he was going to get swallowed up. I did. And, you know, we've always taught our kids to share and this and that. And I was just so worried that he wouldn't have anything that was his just his. You know, we all want something that's important to us that we don't share. And so that was that was a balance we had to to yeah, figure if, out. I, at first it threw me off. I'm like, "What? You don't you don't teach Sam to share?" Yeah, and it was. <laughs> we we had to maneuver that very gently. But once you talked to me about it, I understood. I said, "Oh, well, I understand. He needs 
to still feel who he is. And, and that he has things that are his. That are his, that he doesn't have to share. That are special to him. And, yeah. you know, and we're not talking just some Legos or I'm just talking about, you know, some, maybe some, some things it's, from. It's delicate from his Yes, from his previous, you know, home that are, he was given from previous friends. Just, there was a few things that I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to let him have those things they're just his and and now i mean it's obviously something we don't even think about anymore but but sometimes you need to be careful of that in a large family i think that it's important that they learn how to share but i also think it's important that they know that there's some things that are theirs right right that are unique to them yes yes that they don't have to share and i think that's okay and this this is obviously this is just my opinion. This is not a professional opinion. This is just my opinion. But um, that's how we've handled it. Another thing that we sometimes do together um, is watch a show together. Oh, and yeah. I will take one of the kids. If the other kids are someplace, you know, Madeline and I will watch a show or Sam and I will watch. You know, we, we have specific shows we watch just with them. It is not a family show. It is, this is the show I watch with this kid, and this is the show. Well, and I've noticed you're really good at that and showing interest in the show, even though you might not be interested. The kids would never know. Right. I try and find shows that I have some kind of interest in because sometimes I just can't fake it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I cannot fake that I like Ninjago. It just, it's (laughs) not happening. Ninjago or the Avatar Yes, but, you know, when we watch Amazing Race or Survivor or America's Got Talent, you know, things like that I I can get into. Now, another thing I noticed that you did and um, is that you listen to the kids. Even when they're rattling on about things that you know nothing about, you make sure that they're heard. You know, I... I and that's a really cool trait. I read something that said, if you want your kids to talk to you about the important things, you've got to listen to them when they're talking about Pokemon or gossip at school or ninjago or you know whatever it is smash brothers it and i it, that really stuck with me that yeah so i do listen to them i think probably better than oh you, you much do. better than i do <laughs> i don't I'm even like, know that they would I've, approach you with it anymore no, i've i've tried in my eyes it's like <laughs> It's like when I talk about work and Paige's eyes gloss I was over. just going to say, I'm really well practiced at <laughs> yes, it, sweetie. Yes, really. I can read it pretty well now. So. But no, I, and I think that that's true. If we want them to come to us with the big things, we need to listen to things that are important to them. Individually. Because yes. it's not the same for the whole family. No. So those sorts of things don't just happen at the dinner table. They have to happen outside the dinner table. Definitely. Right, and spend time talking. that is really important in a large family and especially in a large blended family is being a team. So even though we sit, we're sitting here saying, make sure that you treat each, each kid uniquely and special as an individual, as an individual. And I'm really big on that. Yes, you are. And, but you can't do it so much so that they don't feel like they're part of this family and that they're a team. So there is a, there is a delicate, Balance yeah, especially in a blended family, this is a really, really difficult thing to to navigate, right? Because they have roots in in uh, where they came from and who they are, and now you're throwing them into this blended family and saying, "Go team!" Right? Yes, go so, team on this new team that we've created. Yeah, but there's some small things that you could do to make them still feel like an individual and still feel 
at part of the family or part of the team? So yeah, I mean, one of the things that, that we do is when we are uh, in the kitchen after we've had dinner, no one leaves the kitchen until it is clean. So we aren't one of those families that has a job chart with, you know, tonight you're setting the table and tonight you're doing the dishes. We just, no one leaves. And we clean the kitchen in like five minutes or less. I yeah, mean, it it's, is. it's really amazing because this is a major shift from what I grew up with and what I raised my kids with, my older kids. And when did we start doing that? Right away? It was a little bit after. Probably about a year in. I was trying to figure out some different strategies. <laughs> and this was a really killer strategy. No one leaves the kitchen until everything's done. And we don't send assignments out. No. I mean, when we're all in here, I'll go, hey, you know, so-and-so do the table and so-and-so, you know, do this. But everyone just kind of jumps in. Everyone gets it done. And we get it done. And it is done so quickly. And no one complains. And what it shows is that as a family, as a team, we can get things done really quick. Yes. And together. Right. Um, and that's so much better, I think, than harping on your kids. Why didn't you, you know, finish all the dishes in the sink? Right, because when we were first married, we would have one kid, you're doing the dishes tonight. And so we would all leave the kitchen, and this person... Stuck there for 45 minutes yes, to an hour. Depending yeah. on who it was and how slow they were moving. But, um, yes. Like a lot of our kids. Yes. And that also drove me crazy, too. I'm like, just get it done. So it works out for us. It does. It's, it works out for us. It really does. And no one slacks because the others see that and they get on them and say, hey, why every time when we're cleaning the kitchen, you have to go to the bathroom? Right. Yes. Right. So um, it, it works out uh, actually really well for us. Yep. Another one that we do like that. Um, all of us together is when we get back from a trip, we all clean the car out. Nobody gets to go lay down and just oh, chill and that, until the car is cleaned out. You know what? The first time we started doing that, it was really hard. It is. It's brutal. You know, we just drove from Utah 12 hours in the car and we get home and the first thing Paige does is everyone clean out the car. I'm like, I want to go lay down. <laughs> Because if it doesn't get cleaned out, guess who's cleaning it out the next day when everybody is off to school and work? Yeah, Me. Yeah, exactly. And once again, we are done in five to ten minutes. It is done. Yeah, as a as a family. So everyone yep. knows to pitch in. And what's amazing is we've seen this with our older kids that are now out of the house. When we're at their homes, uh, visiting them, everyone joins in and helps. Yes, they do. They're really good at it. Really good at it. And then there's also... Another good example of us working as a team would be when we do yard work, the backyard, something like that. We usually all chip in and to work together to get it done. Right. And people have different things that they're doing in the backyard, but no one is done working until all the work is done. Right. They try to sometimes. Sometimes yeah, we'll come sometimes in and go. Sometimes I have to come find some uh, kids. Yeah. Why are you in the house? And they're like, oh, I thought we were done. I thought we were done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Because dad's still out there working. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want anyone to think that this is a perfect system because in no way is it. But it we are still working requires, on it. Yeah. It still requires some uh, uh, coaching, I guess yes. is the right word. Yes. But it is just so important that even when we're trying to make them feel special and like an individual... Um, and play on their uniqueness, it is important to not go too far that they're going, well, pff, I don't do that. I don't clean backyards. or I, you know, That's not my forte. No, it's not just work that we find the opportunity to work as a team. We also do it in play. 
Yeah, we do. Right. And it sometimes it means dragging a reluctant teenager to a family activity that they may not want to go do. That is very true. Right. But we we do that. We drag them there. And what we found in the end, I haven't had any one of my kids complain after the fact. Never. No. In fact, they're always grateful that we did family activities and that we all said, hey, we're all going to do this. It wasn't who wants to go do this. It was we're all going to do this. Right. And we've seen other people that, oh, well, my teenager might get upset. So what? (laughs) Teenagers get upset all the time. Yes. And they might as well spend some family time together. (laughs) Even if they're upset. Even if they're upset, because I guarantee Five years later, they will say, you know what? I really appreciated that you had me spend time with the family, even when I was being my punk self and not wanting to. Well, and part of that family time is putting your phones away. Oh, yes. Not just the kids, but the adults too, which is really hard for someone. Someone. Yeah, like me. Sitting here that has white hair. Has, yes. Uh, yeah, it is hard. <laughs> I have to do a naturally little. Naturally white hair. Naturally white. I have to I have to give you some gentle reminders sometimes. Yes, I do need reminders on that, but it's part of being that team. And so it's work and play. Okay, the next hardest thing is not playing favorites with your kids. Yes. Now, you joke about this a lot. Well, the kids ask me all the time, who's your favorite kid? Yes, and you answer. Mm -hmm. Today? Yeah. um, In fact, today it is probably um, Jacob is my favorite kid today. Mm -hmm. So so if you kids out there hear that, it's Jacob today. Maybe tomorrow will be uh, Madeline. Or uh, Matthew, or, yeah, I don't know. It depends. Right. But, yes, you joke about that a lot. I don't ever say anything to, the, no, to this. Uh, no, I don't ever say anything. But you joke about it. And you always say, oh, Rachel is because she gave me grandbabies. Or, oh, you know. Yeah, I don't just say a name. I always say a reason why. Right. Right. Yes. And I, the point I'm trying to get across is um, we try our best not to play favorites with our kids by showing them individually how much they matter to us. Right. Yes. So, no, it is important not to play favorites on a serious note. It's it is very important. And you know, one of the one of the things that you can do that the kids will pick up on is even little things. Like if we when I go out of town, if you and I go out of town and we buy souvenirs and if we you know, oh, well, this kid, it's, they don't really care about souvenirs, so we're just going to get them something tiny, and then we get the other kids. They're paying attention. Even though they're acting, or maybe they really don't care what we bring them back, they're paying attention. They are, and uh, they, they watch everything that you do. Yes. Right, even the time that you spend with them, or, well, you went to my swim meets, but you didn't go to, you know, her ballet. I've heard that before. So right. I have to, we have to be very mindful of all the little things that you do that the kids are picking up on. Yes. And we try and go to everything that we possibly can. We try. We can't always make everything. No, we can't. It's, you know, that's just life. But we try. Another thing you have to be worried about when you're trying to teach your kids uh, to not play favorites and treat them as individuals is just peanut buttering everyone with the same things. You mean mustard and mayonnaising everyone like mustard you did? Mustard and mayonnaising everyone. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and because they're going to see that that's not unique oh we're all you know we're all in a communist society where everyone gets the exact same thing right 
and it shows no individualism and it shows no thought. But uh, you also you can't in the you know we're talking about favorites. You can't make someone a oh this is exactly what I know you like and then well you didn't yeah, seem to care. You so. didn't seem to care, so you're just getting whatever. So you've got to be careful about that. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Now another thing is they um with ornaments. Christmas oh, Christmas ornaments. ornaments. Well, well, we have that tradition, right? We have a tradition. They get an ornament from us, ornament from us every year, and they really like when we take the time to get them all individual ornaments, like something that happened to them that year, right? Or something that they really like. Yes. Um, they they recognize that a lot more than the first year where we got everyone the same ornament, right? Just right. different colors, if I remember right. Yes, and we have to make sure we don't get somebody a completely individualized ornament and then someone else just a ball. Do you know what I mean? We have <laughs> yeah, to. Because exactly. then I, they, they do. They look at that and are like, oh, well, how oh, come they how got that? How important am I? So, yes. All right, so the funny mo- moment of the week happens because we watch shows recorded not live. No, we we don't watch commercials. We ha- we have Hulu and Netflix and so we don't watch commercials. But we were watching an old episode of America's Got Talent. Well, it's last season's. Yes. So it's yes. not too old. Right, last season. And one of the there's this little I think she's 13, 13 year old girl yeah. that looks Courtney sh- Hadwin. Yes, she's shy and quiet and then all of a sudden they turn music on and she turns into what was that Janis like? Joplin Janis Joplin she sounds just like Janis Joplin <laughs> she does and acts just like her oh too. my gosh she looks like she's having a total spaz attack on the stage and the kids think it's the funniest thing they've ever seen I mean it's it's total spaz yeah it's pretty funny so our 14 year old daughter jumps up and channels um Courtney uh, Hadwin right in the room and had a spasm. Oh, had a spasm. I thought maybe she was going to um I'd have to take her to the ER or something. It was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing though. It was hilarious. I mean, her spasm attack. It was just like the girl. I mean, she was she was channeling her for sure. <laughs> yeah, so there's never a dull moment in this home. No, it was awesome. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. Uh, But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. On our next episode... We're going to talk about how we navigate Mother's Day and Father's Day. And how Darren let Paige down. (laughs) Isn't that what we're really talking about? I thought that's what we were talking about. Sounds good to me.